You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janun, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So... What is good, y'all? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Listen, I honestly, I was looking at my calendar this morning and I just said to myself, I can't believe how fast this year is just going by, you know? Uh, First of all, we're almost done the month of July, which is just surreal. Uh, I mean, come on, man. Like Canada Day was literally like two days ago. But, I mean, that's just how life goes, you know? It just goes by super fast, especially if you're busy with different things. And so, yeah, technically speaking, we only have about a month and a few days left of the summer. So, what that tells you is that you need to go out, enjoy this nice weather, enjoy the outdoors, and uh, enjoy it, of course, uh, while you do it socially distanced and uh, still taking all the necessary precautions with everybody that you hang out with. Uh, Or if not, just go into the nature, go on long, long walks in the nature. Uh, Personally, that's been something that I've been getting into a lot. Uh, When the pandemic wasn't around, I was mostly about just going to the gym and getting my workout that way. But, you know, because of certain limitations, I'm like, okay, I need to like spice things up in my workout routine. What do I do? Well, uh, the weather is still nice out and uh, I actually have this really nice trail very close to my house. And so usually I just go on very long walks into the nature, into the woods and uh they're very like of course they really like work you out but also it kind of works out your brain too and in a very positive way meaning that it kind of detoxes your brain and your mind and it feels like your soul is just refreshed and I don't know I'm sure everybody else uh, who's into the outdoors and nature can definitely relate but that's been something that I've been personally getting into since the pandemic especially in the summertime And it's great. And I highly recommend that you all uh, try to do more of it, you know, especially considering that summer is almost done. I mean, yeah, we still have a month and a bit left, but still uh, make those single days count and just uh, make the most out of it. Okay, so yeah, man, that's what's been up. Summer's almost done, but also... This is a very special time of the year um, in that when we think about sports and specifically sports that have been postponed because of the pandemic, you know, from 2020, um, a very important event, uh, like arguably the greatest sporting event and around the globe just comes to mind. Of course, when we're talking about that type of stuff, we're talking about the Olympics, the Summer Olympic Games and... uh, we're really just really unsure about how things were going to go down, how athletes were going to be isolated and socially distanced and how the events were going to happen. And if the events were actually going to happen, there were a lot of uncertainties, right? But I have 
very good news for y'all. So this Friday is actually the opening ceremony for the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, Japan. And they're finally making it happen. And uh, I was just browsing through their website. And I saw that they have a lot of cool events planned for the rest of the month, I would believe. Uh, yes, it is uh, less than a month. Yeah, which is great. And uh, so, yeah, this Friday, do not miss it. July 23rd, uh, they're going to be having the opening ceremonies. That, I think, might be socially distanced, especially because, you know, when the athletes walk out with their, um, like, representing teams and representing their countries, usually they would just go and sit in the arena alongside other athletes and there will be spectators in the arena as well, you know, just like a lot of people there at the same time. So that's one thing that I'm not really sure about if they're going to be keeping it socially distanced or not. I mean, they better if they really care about the health of the athletes, at least. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it is happening. Maybe it will only be just performances, you know, and then people come and leave or the teams will come and then they will just leave. And then the next country will come and represent their team, like wave their flags and whatnot at the opening ceremony. Who knows? Uh, but I mean, at least I really hope that they've thought this through and they've made it safe for everybody, but also uh, just made it as normal as possible as previous years to the best of their abilities. I mean, as long as they tried with all the things that I just said, that's all that matters, right? Like we don't, like, of course, we're all going to be understanding if the uh, production quality isn't going to be as good or something totally fine like you just you can only do so much when we're still dealing with the pandemic and having so many athletes from so many different places in the world just congregate into one place into one village like the olympic village and having to coordinate everything and of course like televising it all and everything so on and so forth of course is very challenging for the people involved but uh i'm sure they're gonna do a great job but also i really hope that uh, their first priority i mean of course sports is uh, has always been their number one priority and you know keeping the integrity and the authenticity of the sports keeping sports clean and whatnot all that stuff but also i think in this case um that's very respectable but i think right now we're still dealing with special circumstances and their number one priority has to be absolutely the health and safety of athletes and like the crews involved with every team um because if they don't then there could be ir irreparable damages to the health and safety of the athletes who knows if a certain athlete gets covid god forbid you know in the in the middle of their competition how that's going to impact their recovery later on and their athletic performance you know i'm not trying to be a pessimist but i'm just saying like these are the dangers involved and we don't know what's going to happen especially sorry i'm just like getting on a whole nother tangent on this but i want to say that um in certain circumstances because of uh, the, the associations involved with myocarditis, meaning inflammation of the heart, after someone gets COVID, um, it can get especially uh, more dangerous for certain individuals like athletes, people who work their, uh, their hearts more regularly, uh, whose hearts are more prone to those micro tears and those... Um, 
micro inflammations you know normally physiologically they're not um pathological however when something like covid hits their system it can definitely make it worse and in the long term that's not going to be good for athlete performance and just health, overall health status right so that's something that i need to think about even though research studies are still ongoing about that and you know all the stuff that i just said like there's very few studies on all that but they still need to keep it into consideration and they need to take it seriously so yeah but you know considering all those things i'm sure it will be a great series of events so um i'm not sure okay so i never really personally paid attention to how the olympics schedule their games around with regards to different sports you know happening either at the same time you know at different sessions different channels and then just like happening i guess concurrently like of course it would make sense if you have a basketball event happening at the same time as like a karate event or something but to me personally i don't know maybe this is just the naive mind of janan someone who would really really enjoy watching the olympic games but never really get down to the like the nitty-gritty uh details of this type of stuff but right now i actually noticed that not all events are concurrently scheduled so for example we have sports like basketball baseball badminton beach volleyball canoeing and all that stuff happening at the same time but certain uh certain events and sports are happening much later they're kind of like phased out uh into into the the game period so sports like wrestling and like um uh swimming events i'm looking at their schedule right now what else like uh what is this okay like uh pentathlons and what is this one yeah certain like um yeah swim like very very specific events are happening at a, at a f later time and they're not necessarily happening all at the same time and I found that very interesting because I thought, hey, maybe I think it is after all COVID related. Maybe they're trying to um, like divide up their COVID conscious uh, efforts so that they make sure that everything's safe and OK for all the people involved in these events. I mean, I don't know. That's just my rationale. But yeah, so the events are, some are happening concurrently, but not a lot are, ha are happening at the same time. They're mostly just phased out. But I'm very, very excited for these events. So considering that our expertise here on TKO is combat sports, of course, uh, I would love to give you all a breakdown of um, how some of the events are going to be for sports like boxing and wrestling and karate for sure. Um, personally, I'm actually very, very excited. I'm always very excited about wrestling events at the Olympics, um, especially because we have so many talented uh, athletes right now who are um, representing their home countries in the Olympics. People who have actually expressed their interest in joining, uh, like or rather like crossing over to other types of combat sports and martial arts and even mixed martial arts. And, you know, this doesn't just uh, hold true for um, like current athletes, like currently active athletes in the Olympics, or should I say currently active wrestlers in the Olympics, but it has also been the case for former Olympians. 
people, I can just uh, tell you from the top of my head, you know, people like Daniel Cormier. He actually started out with um, wrestling, amateur wrestling. He represented Team USA and um, he was in the Olympics in the in the Beijing Olympics in 2008. And another name that comes to mind is Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo was also in the in the uh, USA uh, wrestling team for the Olympics. I believe both Henry and DC were in the same like wrestling team at the same time for the Beijing Summer Olympics. And yeah, that was that was just like uh, scratching the surface of it. And you know that was just Team USA. Uh, my family, uh, I, I, I'm Persian. My family's from Iran. And so always, every single time that uh, the Summer Olympics is going on and it's a wrestling match, I mean, something in my DNA just calls me towards that. I'm always so, so excited to watch these wrestling events, especially if Team Iran is around. And um, I want to give a special shout out to Hassan Yazdani, who is a very, very, very very talented wrestler right now who's been in the game for about 10 years or so and uh, he's dominating wrestlers left re- left and right either in the summer olympics or in uh, wrestling world championships um he i'm very actually very very excited for him and th- many other uh, athletes representing iran in the olympics um very very exciting to watch and to just honestly, um, I love, you know, when it's a sport that you really do enjoy watching. Um, this is like, I don't know how to put it. Like, just grab your favorite drink, sit down and just enjoy the the technicality and all the beautiful display of these sports going on. It's like athletes play chess with everything they do in the Summer Olympics I can definitely uh, speak to that, at least when it comes to wrestling and boxing, too. And I just think it's just really exciting because, after all, these are amateur sports. Um, And um, with amateur sports, one thing that I still love about it, like, of course, athletes are not being compensated for their work. um, But it's more point-based, meaning that you have to show a minimum thing a minimum move in order to get a point for yourself in order to ultimately win your events and with that um it's just it's just uh more technical i think and it's uh if you are again into into that specific sport every technical thing that you see that is beautifully demonstrated by these world-class athletes it just hits different and so because of that i always get so so excited when it when it's uh, olympic time you know and yeah so wrestling is one to watch out for and uh well right now of course the games haven't haven't started yet but hopefully by next week i'll actually well actually wrestling is happening a little bit later in the in the window of the olympics so maybe not next week exactly but next week i will try to give you all a just like a brief synopsis of what has gone down uh at least when it comes to boxing because boxing i think is happening starting this saturday yes and it's ongoing so yeah definitely i'll try to watch some boxing events karate is also happening later in the in the schedule i believe yes so boxing for sure it is uh and i'm very very excited for it 
So shout out to all. Actually, you know what? I, I told you my favorite teams, you know, the teams to watch out for. But I, I'm, I'm a huge advocate and fan of all athletes, athletes from all across the world, because let me tell you something. OK, I'm just like channeling my inner like Rocky Balboa uh, kind of thing. But athletes, especially when they uh, the, the amount of work that they put in the amount of work that every single athlete that you see at the olympics has put in to get to that level to represent their country at such a such an important stage you know this this uh world-class stage it's unbelievable and i can talk about it verbally you know as an outsider as a fan as someone who uh catches up with the work of these athletes but only uh, only and only these athletes themselves you know as first person would be um uh the the only fair people to talk about their own experience and talk about all the hardship that they've gone through all the hard work that they've had to put into everything that they've done to that point of their life the competitions that they've had to conquer throughout their lifetime in order to get to this point it's just unbelievable honestly it gives me goosebumps and uh, yeah like when they actually go up to the podium to to receive a medal it looks very like we're proud of that athlete at that moment we're just especially if it's someone that that we're rooting for but um at the same time just try to put yourself in the shoes of that athlete and try to really just internalize how they're feeling when their national anthem is playing and the medal is going around their neck and wow just wow 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 just imagine how relief they feel but also how much pride they should feel and just like being overwhelmed with emotions and i hope what i just described right now i mean honestly i again not to put myself down but like that that did not do it justice that brief description didn't even do it justice of how um they feel at that moment and just like their 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 um life story of how they come to be those wonderfully talented athletes. So yeah, actually, um, yeah, I really do want to go and uh, do some research on some of the athletes, uh, especially athletes who are competing in combat sports this Olympics. want to go back and just look at their life story. And I'm sure every one of them has a very interesting life story and how they've they've come to be at this world stage but yeah i i really want to do that and discuss it later on tko perhaps for next week's episode but yeah that's uh that's what's been up that's what that's what's happening with the olympics and i really hope that you guys catch up with it um because uh if you're into sports this is like okay actually yeah this is like the super bowl times 20 days or so okay so yeah, if you love sports, you have to watch the Summer Olympics, even if it's a sport that you don't usually watch on your uh, free during your free time. I would still recommend that you go out and watch it because, um, again, like I said, I feel like everything they watch and witness at the Olympics is super technical and it's very um enlightening to watch. Yeah, at least to me uh, or honestly, any other diehard sports fan. So do it, do it, do it. You will not be disappointed. All right. So 
Yes, uh, the Olympics is happening this weekend, but also a lot of other things are happening this weekend. So um, actually, starting on Friday, we actually we have a very interesting bare knuckle fight, bare, bare knuckle fighting championship fight between two former UFC fighters, two wonderfully talented women fighters from the UFC. Paige Van Zandt is going to be fighting off against Rachel Ostevich, but not in MMA style. She's They're going to be fighting each other in bare-knuckle boxing style. Now, this is a very interesting fight. Um, let me just give you a brief background of how these ladies started their career in combat sports and um, specifically mixed martial arts. So, yeah, like I said, they both used to fight for the UFC. Talking about Paige Van Zandt, she... If I'm not mistaken, she started her career from The Ultimate Fighter and uh, she slowly worked her way through the rankings and she started fighting MMA from a very young age. And fun fact, uh, so for the very first live MMA or UFC event that I watched that was televised, you know, something that I still remember to this day that I'm like, okay, that was the first fight night that I watched and I have not missed a single UFC fight night ever since. Uh, it was actually a, one of the fight nights that was featuring Paige Van Sant. And I believe she was, at the time, she was fighting veteran, UFC veteran uh, Felicia Spencer. And um, Paige Van Sant at the time, I believe she was... 21 years old or something and I was just looking at her and I'm, you know as a young as a young girl I'm just thinking look how talented she is she's doing so great inside the octagon and it honestly gave me so much inspiration for myself at the time being a teenager you know just watching someone like her and thinking to myself okay I actually want to get into the gym and get ready like mentally as if I'm virtually going to be fighting someone like Paige Van Zandt because that's how inspiring and and how good she looked at the time fighting in her um you know fighting professional MMA at such a young age and also doing so well at the time you know so that's how Paige Van Zandt got started and continued on in professional MMA she had a few ups and downs in the UFC and then she left the UFC she did a little bit of a like a celebrity uh side hustle thing she was on Dancing with the Stars and uh she came back to the UFC she tried fighting unfortunately I mean obviously in the meanwhile she was still training very hard uh but the outcomes were not the same as before so she left the UFC and here we are seeing that she's actually joined bare knuckle fighting championships. Good for her. Yes, but um, things are going to be very interesting and tricky for her in this case because she's going to be fighting a very, very tough opponent and a badass fighter named Rachel Ostevich. Rachel Ostevich is also a very, very dangerous fighter. She also started her UFC career with the Ultimate Fighter. Um, only a few years ago, and uh, she is very dominant in her fights. She she's always training. Um, she's actually a mom, and uh, she does a lot of things on the side. She does modeling. She does acting, I believe. Even she's a professional fighter. Hello, and um, all this stuff she does to the 
to very high standards and so yeah she was in the ufc she was actually doing really really well i believe her contract with the ufc was up uh a while ago and we didn't know what was gonna happen with her uh but now uh you know surprise surprise they're both in bare knuckle fighting championships and they're gonna be going head to head on friday night bare knuckle and this is gonna be very interesting because um when i think about the regular style of fighting for both of these ladies i don't necessarily think pure boxing which tells you a lot so uh, paige van zandt if you go back and watch some of her highlights, she's very keen on throwing um, leg kicks and uh, having more of a karate style of fighting when she's fighting MMA and wrestling too. Like, it's not her forte, but you never ever see her just going straight up for like strict striking boxing style with anybody in her MMA fights. And Rachel Osevich, um, she's similar in that sense. However, I would say comparing to Paige Van Zandt, she has more of a uh, favoring towards pure boxing. With that, I want to conclude that logically, considering the statistics, I would say Rachel Osevich has more of an advantage in this fight. Or not necessarily an advantage, more like um, it will be more smooth for her like things will just flow more smoothly for her in this fight because that's the style that she likes to use usually in her fights and it's just going to be a little bit easier for her to recruit those skills and you know the the motor skills right but after all listen like they've had neither neither uh lady has fought mma in a long time and so considering that they knew about this fight i'm sure since since the fight announcement obviously they've been training more and more just pure boxing and so that that must have been more than enough to readjust them to this new style of fighting just uh, training them to the fact that no kicks allowed you know no wrestling is allowed only boxing no elbows no knees or nothing uh but i think that that must have been more than enough um training and readjustment for them to just uh like prune their skills and just only focus on pure boxing in this case so overall i think it's gonna be a very very interesting fight uh a caveat for both of these ladies is that again they have not fought in a very long time neither of them and i'm scared that the ring rust phenomenon is gonna kick in sometime during this fight but I was thinking, you know, this is one of those thoughts that is like, you can actually just turn it into a meme or something. What happens when both people have ring rust? What what happens to the ring rust? Like, do you just uh, go in reverse and take out the iron, the, 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 the oxidized iron out of the ring rust or something? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I know that was super corny, but you know what I mean? Like, what if two people just uh, decide to perform not so well at the same time? Like, how do you decide... Um, if, if someone's doing worse because of that ring rust or can you actually tell if they're doing worse because of the ring rust because they're both going through the ring rust? Anyway, I don't know what I'm saying at this point, but you get what, you get what I'm saying. You get my point, right? So yeah, all that being said, make sure that you watch this fight between Paige Van Zandt and Rachel Osovich on Friday night. This is going to be Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships 19th event.
shout out to them i still remember the time that we actually announced the existence and the launching of bare knuckle fighting championships on tko and we're just saying oh my god what's gonna happen is this gonna be like the new uh mixed martial arts like how big is it gonna be or how like there was a lot of controversy involved when um this organization was just starting to make a name of the of itself but look at it now they're just trying to recruit old um or should i say former mixed martial artists so that they fight bare knuckle uh when you're when you're so done with uh professional fighting you get into more fighting, even like more, um, more raw or yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. Like raw, straight up raw fighting. That's what you do. But overall, I'm very excited for this fight. It's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm going to briefly say that on Saturday night, there's also a UFC fight night between TJ Dillashaw and Corey Sanhagen. TJ Dillashaw is a former bantamweight champion of the UFC. And Corey uh, Sanhagen is a very is a top contender and a very, very dangerous opponent in this case against TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw is making a comeback after such a long time after being banned for usage of EPOs, uh, you know, banned substances. But now um, this is going to be his comeback fight This is going to be the first fight that he's going to be having since 2019 How is it going to go? That is the question But overall I just want to say that this is also another fight that you guys need to be watching Because anything can happen in this fight They're both dangerous guys And it's just so hard to predict what's actually going to happen on fight night So Saturday night TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen. Ooh, and I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here, and this is TKO. Peace out.